This week, a special episode, National Women's Day episode. Say hello, ladies. I am Dem. I have here with me Eleni to the top. Hey, hey. And so keen. Back below me in the Zoom Very. order. <laughs> Very keen to be broadcasting from you. From you? From you. <laughs> That's right. I'm broadcasting from you. To from me. You, to you. From me. To you. To me. On this International Day of Women, of which I Amazing. am. Amazing. We love how radio works. It, in fact, works in many directions, all over and around us, especially in women. Wow, we are radio beings. If you have not listened to Player One before, we are a video gaming show and we have many socials. How exciting. Find us on Twitter, Instagram and Omni, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify at Player One. I'm quite excited to be here, as you may be wondering. Um, so let's jump into our first song, Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. You're listening to Player One on Sin. That was Through the Light by Babitha. That was one of the lovely Sunday Sweet Sweet Sixteen songs for this week. And before that, Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. Now I'm feeling more like mediocre autumn. I don't know about Cruel Summers. Anybody? Anybody? Anyway, <laughs> this is Player One. Uh, it is a video game show and you are listening to Sin. Beautiful. I'm back. Wonderful. <laughs> Hi, Beth. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. And Lenny here, too. We're all here. Oh, it's ladies' show. How good. No men. Nice. It's not a thing. It's a thing. It's so a thing. Anyway, yeah. let's jump into some rapid-fire news, guys. So first up, we have Call of Duty Black Ops and Warzone may not fit the 500-gigabyte PS4. Oh, wow. Really? Are they going to be that big? That sounds like <laughs> drastic news. That okay, I'm going like, to follow that up later. That would just Wait. put me off buying the game altogether. If I heard mm. that it wasn't going to fit on my console, I'd be like, why would I buy this? Ooh. The solution is that you buy, you buy two PS4s and you tape them together. This is the solution <laughs> that I am going to start. The big brain start. solutions. I'm very big thick today with my <laughs> several taped together PS4s that I'm just sort of smuggling into the- just hiding in the background here. Backed up, absolutely. Next up, we have Cyberpunk Patch 1.2 has been delayed due to recent cyber attack classic. Now that's Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, even classicer. <laughs> Players have figured out how to play the new Call of Duty Outbreak mode early. The Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 will have a different director. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl are being remade. Oh, we got big news on that one. We are getting an open world Pokemon game. Also really cool. Director of God of War, Ragnarok, says the game will be released when it's done. Well, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that update, guys. <laughs> That's like big news. Like, imagine the game getting released. I mean, in fairness, a lot of video games do not get released when they're done. So, I was like, about that's, to say, it's unheard of. That's actually it's genuine. That is genuine news. <laughs> that's the best news I've ever heard about a video game, to be honest. You because yeah, um, I, I wish they had released uh, Cyberpunk when it was done, but you know what? <laughs> we, we live and we learn, and we, we live with that. Sometimes we burn the chicken fingies and then we give it to the party guests anyway. It's a fantastic vibe. <laughs> Leaks suggest that Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed. Oh, classic. There we go. Tom Holland is worried about his performance in the Uncharted movie. Aw, oh, babe, you'll do fine. Ripley and the Xenomorph have been added to Fortnite. Jacob is really excited for Ripley. She's a badass. Thanks, Jacob. 
A secret Halo audio file hints towards the plot of the game. Movie Hunter Rise PC port is coming in early 2022. Kenner, Bridge of Spirits will be released in August. Epic Games is buying the development of Four Guys Mediatonic. Sony has filed a patent that would allow people to use fruit as control. What? Use fruit as what? controllers? Which is that, fruit? Is that a joke? Which fruit? <laughs> like a banana? Like an orange? Just Rock, the dimples of an orange? I love that your first thought was a banana. <laughs> it's the shape. It's Women's Rock Week, Dem. Come on. No bananas. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Peaches. Can- I can definitely see Jacob somewhere in a far-off dimension losing his mind at that comment. No, we mm-hmm. Women's week! Yeah! <laughs> okay. Well, All right. that was our rapid-fire news. Now we'll hear some new releases. All right. So we've definitely got some new releases, and they are new. Uh, on March 9th, you can expect Apex Legends on your Switch, if that's what you're into. Um, PlayStation 4, March 9th as well. We've got... Genso Skydrift, sorry for butchering the pronunciation on that one. Uh, we have Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game for coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia. Oh, controversial. <laughs> There's always one a, one a week. It gets one game, one release. It tries. Poor thing. Uh, so well. <laughs> March 11th. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, coming to your PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, and Switch, March 12th, and Drive-By, coming to PC and Switch, also on March 12th. Oh, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. It's about time! Hey, Switch! (laughs) I mean, I'm sort of catching a trend here with all these games coming out on PS5 and uh, PS4 and stuff and never making it to the Switch. This is what happens Mm. when you stick to one console, I guess. (laughs) I know, it's like either the PC or buy all the consoles or miss out on 75% of the games. Yeah. Truth. Absolute truth. No, it's been a big week and it's going to be a bigger week. But for now, maybe we'll say or not say, Don't Say by Robinson is the next song you're about to hear. You're listening to Player One on Sin with Dem, Eleni and Beck. And you just heard Wanna Be Held by Juice Webster, another Sweet 16 track. And Don't Say by Robinson. You're listening to Player One on Sin. I'm Dem. I'm here with Eleni and Beck. And you're listening to Player One if I haven't already said it. I feel like I have. Anyway, what have we been playing, ladies? Has there been any good games on the spectrum this week? Uh, I've been sort of like, when I can, when I get the free time, following along with my like one Christmas gift to myself, which was finally buying The Outer Worlds, because I literally did not buy it when it came out because it wasn't on Steam, which says a lot about me as a person, as somebody who didn't want to download the <laughs> Game Store app for some reason that made sense to me it could at be the like time. That. <laughs> and, um, like that. Yeah, no, I am enjoying it. I really love um, that kind of game, and I'm a big fan of some of the people who made that game. I, I'm just, I'm just a huge fan of the the RPG where you like think a lot about things, and I reckon it's like the RPG where you think a lot about things. I like to be up in my room at like three in the morning, being like, I can't make decisions in my real life. And I can't make decisions in this video game. No, but it's so good. Um, and I'm glad you got it on Steam because I don't know, like, if you've played or seen the Switch port of the game. Oh, I uh, wanted to get the Switch port, but then I was like, you know what? Let's just 
avoid that because I heard somebody tell me it was terrible. Yeah, it's no good. Like, I've played it on my PlayStation, but then my friend bought it on the Switch and I played it. And I was like, this is not the same game. What What are you playing? This is, like, a game oh, from, man. like, 2005. But it's so good. I really? agree with you, Beck. I love, like, RPGs. And it's it's just, like, so much fun. Like, I love just, like, wandering around and, like, getting distracted. And then it's been, like, an hour and I'm like, what was I doing? What was the quest? But Yeah, that's the thing, though. You can't really pick those games up and play them for a short amount of time, because every time I do, it's sort of like, it takes me an hour to achieve a single thing. I am just wandering around at this point. But I do love any game which allows me to play as a strong lady with a really punky haircut, and I just sort of, like, go around being really cool. And that's the enjoyment I'm getting from the Outer Worlds, as I have from my favorite um, RPGs in the past. So thank you, game, for existing. <laughs> anyway, has anyone else been playing anything? <laughs> oh my god, I vibe that so hard. What have I been playing? I've been playing anything that's interesting. I've been playing Mario 35 because I'm really scared I'm not going to get to play it before it disappears because I didn't get to play it. And it's pretty, it's just Mario. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've been playing some Pokemon Platinum for a project. Haven't done much on it though. I keep getting distracted. Oh, oh, secrets. Um, and I've been playing some Animal Crossing again because I just needed some chill in my life. You know, when you just like, and also I wanted to try and get the Mario pipes because they're really cool looking. Um, but yeah, no, just needed some chill, needed some Animal Crossing chill in my life. And that, that was it. Yeah, no, that's been me though. What have you been up to, Eleni? Well, before I even discuss mine, I'm so intrigued that you find Animal Crossing chill because I find yeah. that game so stressful because <laughs> I just like try to build and then it's like, oh, I've ruined my whole island. And then I spend five <laughs> minutes and I'm like, am I going to restart a hundred hours worth of content? And then I go visit like other people's islands and they're so much better and then I'm like why am I so bad at this game so I love that like it chills you out because it just makes me feel like I'm really bad at the game <laughs> well it's funny because it used to be quite uh, the reason I stopped playing is because it got way too stressful for me because of that reason yeah. um and it took me I haven't played it since August for that exact reason because I've been like I just I cannot even but I sort of came back into it and I was like I'm just gonna in, like embrace a bit of the crazy, embrace a bit of like just flowers everywhere, weird tiles everywhere, just gonna roam with it, see what I get. And it's been a bit nicer, but it, I also run out of things to do so much quicker. <laughs> so it's just like short stints rather than like the long, like hours and hours of gameplay I used to get. But yeah, I just I enjoy see. music, I think. Maybe, maybe I'll yeah. get back into it. But for the moment, I've been playing a game called Hades on the Switch, which is so good. Recommend it to any of you gals if you haven't played it. It's just one of those, like, you pick it up, it's, like, mindless. And, like, I love Greek mythology. And it's all about, you know, Greek mythology and you're, like, Hades' son and you're trying to escape the underworld. So it's it's very good fun. And other than that, I've I've been inspired again through Pokemon, which we'll talk about later, but I've been playing some more Pokemon Sword, which oh, I love. Okay. I love Pokemon Sword. I know people have mixed opinions about those games, but <laughs> Dem shaking her head like, yes, they do. Yes. Oh, no, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. real good. Yeah. I mixed opinions here. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think it's good fun. So I've just been just smashing out some aimless games. You know, uni's gone back. So I'm just like, I just want to play games that I don't have to think about. Like I can just sit down and just absolutely and just press buttons. That's where I'm at. Such a vibe. That's why I bought Binding of Isaac, but I still haven't played it in a while. Hmm. But anyway, we'll jump into our next song for the moment after that rousing 
in-depth discussion on gaming. I don't know why it was rousing, but it was the word that came to mind. We have next up Idoru by Grinds. You're listening to Player One on Sim with Dem, Eleni, and Beck. And that was Only Want to Be With You by Post Malone, the Pokemon 25 Years of It version. Uh, if you haven't checked that out yet, it's pretty fantastic. Just Post Malone ambling around the Pokemon world and Umbreon vibing out. Amazing. And before that, we heard Aiduru by Grimes, which is also a great tune. Um, yeah, so speaking of Pokemon, guys, um, there was a massive Pokemon Direct that happened really recently, and I think we all need have a big chat about it because there was a lot of stuff that was dropped, a lot of very interesting things, uh, namely the first one I'm going to drop right now before we forget about it because I keep forgetting it was dropped, but the Pokemon Snap trailer dropped and yes. everybody forgot about it because of the other Pokemon games that came out at the same time. I didn't Can I just say, about it. I've oh, been didn't. keen for Snap, but I, I look, mm. I don't know what it is and I'll get to this later more when we talk about the other stuff, but there's some artistic direction that they're going in that I don't love and in Snap's case, I hate whatever color filter scheme is applied to the entire game. I do not know why that is their desired, is the desired game freak color palette yeah. these days, but it is not easy on the eyes and for those of you uh, out there listening who haven't seen it, it's just sort of, it's bright, but not in a fun way. It's like a deep bright. It's not, I'm describing a color, yeah, color palette on the radio. I'm very sorry, but it's, yeah, it's like someone turned the saturation up on your Instagram account. You don't love it. Your skin looks orange. <laughs> Everything's bad. I think, I think what annoyed me about it, if I'm honest, is like that, that narrator lady. I mean, I know it's a kid's game. I know we're like, you know, a little <laughs> older than what they're aiming at. But the lady being like, you can take a picture of it now. And it's like, yes, it's Pokemon Snap. Of course you can take a picture of it. That's the game. You take pictures of Pokemon. What you doing? But I did appreciate that Vaporeon got a big feature because what a babe. Love Vaporeon. Nice. But no, I think that one was a, that was an exciting one. And we were expecting it for a really long time. But I think it definitely got overshadowed by two other games that jumped in. Uh, that we weren't, we were kind of expecting. We're not quite expecting. You guys know what I'm talking about. Diamond Pearl, fourth generation Pokemon games, they're getting a remake, they're getting like a spin-off remake. Um, go. Okay, all right, listen. I'm gonna, okay. Firstly, before I dive into my thoughts about Diamond and Pearl, I really, I just wanna say this about um, Pokemon Legends Arceus, the official pronunciation, Arceus, that always sort of <laughs> in annoyed me on some level, whatever, Arceus. What makes Game Freak in present day think it is acceptable to release to the world something that looks like it was like in beta, in Unity, like on like Steve Greenlight or something like that when that was a thing. Like I loved all three frames that we saw of that <laughs> gameplay. Absolutely, my favorite was the second. Um, the second frame really brought a lot to the greater, oh, yeah. greater world. Lots of PowerPoint. Uh, no, <laughs> it was definitely an issue though. The the finish on those games, the shadows in the Diamond and Pearl remakes, uh, I think it's Brilliant Diamond and, Sh and Shining Pearl, was it? Yeah, very creative. Um, I love, I love the yeah. way they just chuck one word in front of them. They're like, yeah, well, it's right? going to be extra oh. shining, <laughs> extra brilliant. Um, the Actually, that's something I wanted to say. Um, the logos were frustrating because I have seen fan art that looked better and I'm gonna I feel like that is super negative of me to say but anyway I'm gonna talk about how 
uh, the 3D filter they plopped on top of Diamond and Pearl made it look like it was a game from 10 years ago. And I'm kind of confused. But then you bring in, then they, they drop all this information on Breath of the Pikachu over here, like bloody, bloody Legends of Arceus or Arceus. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember how it's said anyway. Um, um, you, you, <laughs> I would like to say that it was Arceus, but the official pronunciation is Arceus. So mm, it I makes sense though. I suppose that makes yeah. sense in the Japanese spelling. of. I don't actually know what the Japanese spelling of it is. Anyway. Yeah. It's like, it's like they wanted to do one game and then they had this whole idea of remaking it into this beautiful, amazing open world experience. But then they thought, no, the fans won't like that. No, we should remake the original and they'll love that. That's what they want. And then they were like, but we want to do both. And then somebody was like, we should. And so we have these two games, one really beautiful looking, but no gameplay. And then another completely the same gameplay, but like not that impressive graphics wise. And that's what I'm really worried we're going to get in the end are these two half-baked moments that are trying to do two different things where they should have just been one or the other and they could have just re-released because just re-released diamond and pearl just without the bottom screen and that's my rant everyone <laughs> i don't Look, know that's my that's my take i think like pokemon okay controversial controversial hot take oh here we go game freak has never been 100 percent like okay this is gonna sound bad Game Freak isn't the best at making games. That is my take. I love Pokemon. I love, yes, um, I would agree. No, 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 right at the start, they weren't very good. And look, there's a great, there's, they're very good at uh, concepts, right? Pokemon is a great idea. And like Pokemon games are very good and they got better. It fell, they fell into a rhythm, right? Like a Pokemon rhythm. And they sort of stuck to like a formula. And like in, I think Pokemon was, it went a lot smoother for them when we were in a really, in a really 2D over overhead world thing. Those, that first, series of games are red, blue, and yellow are programming wise, just so broken. So broken. Those games are unspeakably, like terribly programmed. And you know, when it comes to stuff like finessing, like they're good, they're good at sort of concepts. They're not great at finessing things. And that showed really early on in their career. And they sort of, they felt they improved and they got really good at making these like overhead sprite pixely games. And then we had to move out of that and we had to move yeah. to three dimensions, which they're not used to. And their old weakness, their absolute lack of ability to finesse anything right off the bat has come back. So my feeling is that one day we will get a good three dimensional mainline Pokemon game but it's going to be like five years. So, well, I, I, I definitely hope it's soon. I hope Legends of Arceus is what we see in the future. Beautiful, open world, Pokemon games, amazing, catching Pokemon in the wild, doing barrel rolls. I don't know. But for the moment, we will settle with the hype and the waiting and the hoping and the dreaming for later in this year and in 2022, next year, early around this time when Legends of Arceus is released. Mm -hmm. But for now, we will listen to National Park by Lo-Fi Leah. You're listening to Player One with Dem, Eleni, and Beck. That was Presence by Eniska, once again, part of the Sunday Sweet Sweet 16. Now, friends, Dem over here, she's got some things to say, some words to say to you about female characters in video games. I can, I can see Indeed. that you've prepared. I can see that Oh, I'm very excited. No, I said to the gals beforehand, I've got my little soapbox here. 
Because one of the things that I find always happens when we have International Women's Day in any way, shape or form is everybody wants to highlight the women. It's like, you should always be highlighting women. And like, we're getting better at it as a, as a society and everything. But one of the things that always irritated me about the video game industry is the lack of female characters that are playable or action characters that are playable. And it's getting better. It is getting better. A lot of bras and little panties are being worn in battle and we'll roll with that. But one of the theories that always floats around is the theory of why Samus's original reveal in metroid was such a shock to gamers and it's because of this like look it up because i'm not going to explain it all here guys but it's called this it's this thing called otherness where like something is othered and it's like it's like it's not me it's something else and so it is scary and weird or it's shocking and strange and that's what women in action roles in video games were like in the 80s and it's when she took off her suit and all of a sudden she was a lady in a little bikini a little pair of like little boots and she was like she had beaten up a giant dragon and stuff it was a bit it was confusing to people it you know put them off guard and that's something that a lot of designers write on and i think they're still writing on it in some cases and others are more aware of it and there's more things that make people more aware like the bechdel test look that one up that one's an interesting one and other stuff like that like it's a really cool theory i would check it out but for the moment we just wanted to talk about female characters that should have been playable in a little segment we like to call she should have been playable I'm come down right on <laughs> She should have been. Um, do you guys have any ideas for this one? Because I've got one, but it's going to be uh, Beck talks about Metal Gear again, and that's um, a recurring theme every time I want to play a one. So does anyone want to go first? I feel like mine would be Dem talks about Zelda, um, which is a classic one also. But then again, Zelda was eventually playable, but not in a mainline game. Which was that doesn't really count. Actually, still no, sorry. Yeah, because like Spirit Cat Tracks was close, but she was in a giant suit of armor. The Metroid effect. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, you can you can sit there with your with your feminist glasses on and overlook into everything that was ever made over the last twenty years, like which is quite fun. Um, it or, is, isn't it? You can just sit there and go like, you know, how cool would it be if this were the case? And then roll on from that in your own in your own mind and then become a great creator. But yeah, I would say Zelda would be a really cool character to be playable. Please in Breath of the Wild too. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Anyway, that's my vibe. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If we don't get playable Zelda in Breath of the Wild 2, like I don't know what the game will be because that's like my whole just image for that game is them get like finally giving us a trailer in like two years time let's be honest because typical nintendo and it'll be zelda and it'll be the greatest thing ever mm -hmm. i have like an interesting take on this this segment because like she is playable but i think she should be like the playable character which is for any mass effect fans femship we love her obviously she yes. is the female counterpart to the protagonist but male shepherd sucks no one likes him and it's so, true it's true he sucks <laughs> femship is the icon and so i know we're getting the legendary edition and like part of me just wanted them to scrap him altogether and just be like femship this is it. This is what we're getting. Because, like, when you think about it now, like, looking back on the trilogy, that's what everyone talks about. So, like, that's one where I'm like, you know what? Get rid of him. Just release that legendary edition with Femship and just see what people do. No one will complain. Everyone will be like, oh, okay, let's go with it. Makes so, sense. Makes so that, sense. That's my... I'm, my I'm all one. for that one. I So, my, my endless, like, she should be playable moment is all right very brief rundown of metal gear solid please don't yank me off the air very brief rundown of metal gear solid <laughs> if you've never played metal gear 
there's a guy named Snake, and there's, there's actually a, more than one guy named Snake, unfortunately. But there, let's just simplify it. I'm very sorry, everybody, I'm gonna simplify it. Or I'm not sorry, and you should all be grateful I'm simplifying it. There's a guy named Snake, and then, then he saw, his sort of dad is also for a while named Snake. But his sort of dad, his sort of adoptive mom, is a woman called the boss. And she is billed as the greatest soldier of all time. So she defeated Hitler while pregnant or something. <laughs> it's really, really quite bizarre and intense as everything from Metal Gear Solid is. And Metal Gear Solid 3 is largely spoilers or no spoilers. I'll go spoiler free about her from an outside perspective. Like you're observing her from the player character's perspective and basically a lot of like the pain and trauma and sacrifice that she's experienced in her life and she unfortunately meets a not so pleasant and I'm sorry for spoiling a game from 2005 um, and you're again I'm just gonna say it, you're forced to fight her to the death essentially at the end of the game and it's strongly implied that she um, throws that fight uh, for the sake of the main player character. It is just endlessly sad to me that like given there are different protagonists that you get to play as in like Metal Gear, different Metal Gear games, there was never one that like tells her story because she's billed as being so influential that it's her existence that shapes the entire narrative of the multiple game series through her influence on other people as like somebody who believes in world peace and somebody who believes in, I guess, honor and trying to do the right thing, even though she's had like a lot of really difficult situations in her life, but you only see her from this male perspective of men fighting over what her true will is, men fighting her, <laughs> men fighting around her. Um, and so she's simultaneously so important, but like an other that you perceive only from the outside. Mm. She's so central and her, the, her children in the literal sense, as in biologically, in the adoptive sense, in the ideological sense are basically the most important things in the series and she's just sort of like in the other box the whole time and it makes me so sad that I could say all this about it <laughs> so mm. that's mine the boss for Metal Gear Solid that's a, wow, that's a good yeah. option and that is sad you're right but we're gonna move on to some happy female news because our next song is from arguably the greatest female character driven video game series of all time we have the Tomb Raider theme from the 2013 game coming up and you are listening to Player One on Sin with Eleni, Dem, and Beck. You just heard Carried Away by Amateur Retreat. And before that, the Moon theme from DuckTales, an orchestral remix by Laura Platt. And you are listening to Player One on Sin with Eleni, Dem, and Bear. And now, ladies, this is a very exciting show. And I feel like we should take some time to acknowledge how exciting it is. Because three ladies having a chat about video games doesn't doesn't often often happen in this world. How do we feel about this moment? It's pretty exciting. Especially on this yeah. show. I, I mean, not, not to say that the show is unique in that fact. Like, everybody on the show does a fantastic job. It's just nice, you know, all three ladies just here to talk about what makes them enjoy video games. It's great. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really... Because, you know, like, it, usually the gaming space is... Like, you do see there are plenty of women out there, but... I think it's rare for it to be all women, right? And I'm just, I'm just super jazzed to be part of, uh, part of this today because I love an opportunity to talk about video games with some gals around me. So thank you so much for, right. for joining me and you listeners too. Thank you so much for listening to us talk about video games. Very exciting, very exciting. 
Um, you know what would be good to talk about? It would be wonderful if we could chat about women in the video game industry who have been influential or cool or that we just really like. Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Because I do, but I, I want to I'll make a whole thing of it in a few minutes. I love it. I, I had a lot of trouble, actually, because I had this I had this issue last year when we did a very similar segment. You can never, ever think of anyone besides voice actors uh, that made huge impacts on at least me in the video game industry. Cause I'm a very surface level gal. I don't look beyond what I'm given on the outside and all our CEOs, they're all, there are dudes up there. We got Bowser, we got Fisa May, we got, they're all Nintendo ones. Did you notice that? I'm only interested in Nintendo apparently. <laughs> um, but it's funny. I was going through Instagram the other day and I was given a bit of a scroll and an article on this lady called Ada Lovelace from the 1800s came up <laughs> yes. and she's the first, uh, computer programmer from the 1800s and I was like yep. wow that's kind of sick and I was just I was just really interested in that and I wanted to bring that one to the forefront so everybody could have, go have a look at that because it was really cool yeah <laughs> well um I've got one I've got I've got a lady um I just wanted to sort of remind everybody of um this is this is old but um of Roberta Williams the the lady behind um the King's Quest video games um and co-founder of like Sierra Online and everything like that. If you're not familiar with King's Quest, they're like a series of point and click games from a bajillion years ago. Um, <laughs> PC games uh, that are overly complicated to the point of utter frustration and me ripping all of my hair out. But she, you know, I think she was probably really like in there working on like game development stuff um, pretty, pretty early in the piece. And she also, I just want to point this out because we, um, you often hear like the first female protagonist in a game was like XYZ, or, like the first female protagonist where it wasn't like a twist ending or whatever it is. I want to like say that I've never heard anybody mention like, I don't know if it's, it definitely wouldn't be the first, but an early one is King's Quest Four, like the the perils of, her name is Rosella, Ros I don't know, it's in text, so I I'm reading it as Rosella. I've played that yes. one actually, and it it's from like 1988. There is a very pixelated woman as the main character, and she, that game really annoyed me. I have actually played and completed it. And I tell you what, um, when I picked that one up off like GOG or whatever, and whatever year I was doing this, I did not anticipate to be as furious as I was trying to navigate a pixelated point and click where part of the game was to, like walk through the pitch black or something like that. Oh my God. I was so furious at that game. I almost ripped all my hair out, but I really wanted to play it just because it was um, one of those like a really inventive and interesting early examples of a game with a female main character. And, you know, it was written the writer for the game was also a woman the aforementioned roberta williams i just think that that is really really super cool when it comes to women's contribution to like video game yeah. history oh my gosh that is actually so cool i didn't realize she was totally the mind behind that i thought she's, i knew that her name was on it but yeah she's very well she was very involved she because she was the one of the co-founders of the company and she was pretty involved in all of those games as far as i'm aware so <laughs> That's awesome. I sort of took a different take on this. I was sort of thinking more about a lot of like female gaming journalists that I really like. Because oh, I think, yeah. like we've said, you know, the, the gaming community is quite male dominated. And I also think that sometimes there's this general opinion that like when us gals talk about games that we know and love, it's like, oh, but you're, you know, you're a gal. Like no, how much does your opinion matter? So I really love mm -hmm. like there's a great Australian female journal called Alana Pierce and she's done a lot of work with IGN 
and stuff. I love her, especially because she's Australian as well. And then someone like Naomi Kyle's really great. I think it's really cool to see like a lot more women talking about games now and people taking them seriously because I think that's like really important. It means that, you know, we can do our thing on sin and chat about it. You know, they sort of have paved the way for us to be able to sit here together and have a chat about games i think it's really cool to acknowledge and think about absolutely and feel confident about it too i wouldn't have done this 10 years ago i would have been like absolutely not i'm not doing that at all i will avoid every space where other people exist and i am the <laughs> chick in the mix it's a scary chick space. mix sorry <laughs> <laughs> my new cereal <laughs> and like all the cereal um, is shaped like chickens anyway chick mix <laughs> <laughs> or like little, I would little, buy little that cereal yeah. International Women's Day cereals by Player One <laughs> Chick Mix buy it now and with that bombshell let's listen to some glitter by Benny you're listening to Player One on Sin with Dem, Eleni and Beck and that was Green by Grace Sanders um, prior to that was Glitter by Benny oh, two amazing tracks with great vibes, the second of which was a Sweet 16 track, I believe, which is a sick-ass playlist that you should totally try out. But for the moment, you're listening to Player One on Sin with Dem, Aleni, and Beck. And there was a state of play. Oh my gosh, so much gaming news. Sony released a bunch of information about the new games coming out soon. We got information on the Final Fantasy VII remake yeah. making its way to <laughs> PS5. Exciting. If you own a PS5, of course. If not, maybe just to hang out on your, like, pavement and someone will fly down from the sky like a miracle because apparently or, that's the easiest way to get one at the moment. Or take Ooh. a PS, PSX to <laughs> take, no, listen to me, tape it to a PS4. <laughs> alternatively, alternatively, tape a PS2 and a PS3 together. There are several ways that you can do this. That's some good math. Math right reach the size and the processing power. <laughs> or, or two ps2s and a psx yeah i don't know how many psps you have to tape together i haven't figured figured that one out for my experimentation but i can let you guys know in a future episode but we also got some information on the new odd world coming as well which is exciting and kenna mm. oh my goodness but the one that took us by storm besides crash 4 which is now making its way to the ps5 and a range of other consoles is the five nights at freddy's like I, I, like what is it it's like a, it's like a like a first person like running game instead of like just sitting there with like pngs <laughs> coming at you like what, what's going on wow uh, it's it's okay five nights it looks it looks amazing like when you think about how far we've come on this game like 11 or something like that truthfully stopped playing them after four but we really have, we have come a long way. There have been many game theory episodes that I have not watched, but I know they're out there because they are in my YouTube recommended, looking at me. Honest to but goodness, love it. I've got to say, though, that, like, as it, it, very slick, very beautiful. Is it, is it scary once it's that slick? Like, are the animatronics still haunting when they're not, like, you know, ugly <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? I do agree. Like, That's all the part of just... the charm. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah, totally. How much of a disaster the visuals were. Like it kind of just made it even better. And now it's like it looks amazing. But I'm like, it's not even Five Nights at Freddy's. I feel like it's something it's definitely not the same different. game. No, it's it's interesting because um, a lot of people compared it at this point to Alien Isolation for its gameplay I style. I liked that game. 
Yeah, and I think that's the direction the game needed to go in because after Ultimate Custom Night and all the different spin-off games, I feel like the the candle had been burf- burnt at both both ends, at both ends, <laughs> at both ends, to a point where now we needed a change up. It's like the Pokemon Pokemon argument. We're going well, <laughs> folks. We're going well. Yeah, great. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as the Pokemon games, though. The idea that we needed a change in scenery, a change in gameplay, a change in how we get what we love out of these games. And I think they're, they're going down an interesting path here. And it looks, like, really cool. Like, I'm getting real um, sister location vibes, actually. Like, I've never played any of these. I've only watched people play them because I've... I've, I've, I've played them. I'm a real gamer. Uh, I just wanted you to know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when you it, run everything off an iPad, I don't know, man. It's it's harder. <laughs> <laughs> understandable, understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually while while you brought up Alien Isolation, I just want to say there's a lovely game for International Women's Day. Alien Isolation. Nothing says 100%. feminism like Alien. Indeed, indeed. One of the classic <laughs> yes. ideas. You know, it passed the Bechdel test because they talked about the alien. Now you really yeah, that's Bechdel in the comic. Is, yeah. You? <laughs> incredible it, it, like it is the yeah, that is the, yeah, the, comic the, yeah. totally. the classic one but no it looked incredibly interesting i am i am chuffed to see what game theory comes up with next because i haven't i haven't actually watched a game theory on this in a while because i don't think last year was just a non-year for five nights at freddy's for me i i honestly didn't think there were any more games um but they had that that vr game with the rabbit and then they oh, had another one, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, like, hold my beer moment. Because, yeah, I definitely feel like the series is <laughs> out. And they were like, okay, well, we'll just pull out all of the stops then. Anyone who was like, oh, I'm a bit over Five Nights at Freddy's. They were like, well, we'll just completely reinvigorate the series for you. So, yeah, I'm actually really excited. I feel like I love these little gems, you know, like, mm. whenever they have these state of plays, there's always, like, the typical things. But I always love, like, the little gems that you're not expecting to see that just, like, pop up out of nowhere. It's always the best part. 100%. And I honestly, I don't know if it's, if, if Scott Cawthon, the developer of Five Nights, has done a deal with Sony or something. But it's very interesting to see it featured in a state of play too considering its roots i mean you guys look up guys listening look up five nights at freddy's and see how many games there are this is super interesting to see and i reckon that'll be a great way to spend your time when you're listening to these next songs what we have up next is dulcet slumber by city girl you're listening to player one on sin with eleni dem and beck you just heard Take Your Opportunities by David M. Weston. And before that, Dulcet Slumber by City Girl. And you were listening to Player One on Sin with Eleni, Dem, and Beck. And now to keep with our theme of discussing women's roles in video games and women's issues, we thought it would be pretty funny to sort of chat about the things that video games don't really talk about in terms of women's lives, what we do in our day-to-day, what things we think would be really funny and interesting to see pop up in a video game from a female perspective so i'm going to throw it to dem or beck what do you guys think what do you want to see in a video game about women i pitch you this i pitch you this this is an interesting one and hold on to your hold on to your hats because we're going back to the 1950s picture a housewife a classic 1950s housewife frustrated by everything around her and she's just done with it and she just keeps getting more and more irritated by things until she has these little hysterical moments does everybody know about the hysteria situation that yes. happened in the 1800s yeah. yeah of course yeah. like but imagine channeling that hysteria into like a psycho like 
intense, like a, a psychic force around her where she's just like, like becomes like basically like a god, like super Saiyan mode vibes. I think that could be really interesting. And 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 then her like intensity, you know, I don't know. It, like I'm wondering between maybe like a does she have like um progressive a very violent game? Them? No, yeah. I wasn't going violent. Yeah. I like violent. Okay, no. <laughs> I was going like full horror movie, like she snaps, oh my God. and then like <laughs> the whole family. That's where I honestly, was okay. yeah, I'd love a survival horror where you are a fifties housewife, but you're hiding from a fifties house. No, I'm, I'm really losing myself here. Oh Nothing my God, like that has ever wild. happened in my real life. <laughs> I, I have never like been a, of... a fifties housewife or someone hiding from a fifties housewife. But I feel like I've also fallen into the trap of the otherness here because I've made this woman, this intense being of power, because I was intending her to be all like turning things into progressive 2020 moments, even though sometimes mm. 2020 and 2021 have been frustrating for mm. the social, cultural yeah. vibes. But anyway, I think that could be an interesting one. I feel like there's a lot to be done there because you could make it quite interesting, mm. but I'm not sure where to go with it to make it actually like super fun. I don't know, like turn it into a mech or something. That would be kind of sick. <laughs> Is she like housewife diva? Anyway, <laughs> it's like you remember, like you know the show Agretzko with like the little, the little oh yeah, 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 yeah becomes yeah. super aggressive. I'm I'm kind of riffing off that, but I'm not sure where to go with it. Yeah, that's that's where I sort of came up with It'd be an interesting one. The frustration of being a housewife. I like that. Well, I think it's maybe not so much a female theme per se, but I would love to get like a female sports video game. Like just like FIFA, like just the women's, you know, like I think that would be so cool. Like, I don't know, like for soccer, for example, like I love the soccer, the US women's national team, killing it better than the men. So I feel like that would be really cool. And like doing like a player mode as like a female athlete, you know, like even just playing like a tennis game dedicated to the tennis and you just play as like Serena Williams and like Mm her career like that would just be so cool I feel like that's actually such a vibe that's such a simple thing that nobody has done yet it's so interesting because those are such fun games that lots of people enjoy but not a lot of uh not a lot of those sports are represented it's the same with the tv though they don't play the women's games because they're not big enough lw could totally do with more representation in games and I think that would build them up fantastically on TV and in other places as well. Yeah, I think the sports gaming industry is definitely an area that could use a little bit of pumping up with the good old air pump of where the women at and a lot of other themes. But yeah. Coming up next, we have a song for you to accompany my incessant prattling about Metal Gear. We have the theme from Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. You are listening to Player One on Sin. This is International Women's Day. Oh, it sure is. And you just heard Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill and Snake Eater theme from Metal Gear Solid 3. A pair of bangers as we have always heard them through our ears. (laughs) Oh, very, very different bangers. But we like to mix it up here at Player One. And the biggest thing we like to mix up is the end of the show. We're coming back to you for the last moments of Player One. I'm Dan here with Beck and Eleni and... We are so sorry to see you go. In all honesty, this has been a wonderful time for International Women's Day. We've kind of turned it into International Women's Week, and we love that. You know, you've got to celebrate your femininity at any point, no matter how you identify in the gender spectrum, please. 
love and respect to all women all around. But any last words, my ladies? Any last words? This is an opportunity for you, regardless of how you identify, to play as the female character in online multiplayer games. Live your dreams and learn what it's like to be harassed in every lobby. Like every what lobby. Forever. <laughs> Um, I I'd love, love to be to called make a sandwich. Yes, to be added by strange, strange people um, who want to tell you how cool it is that a girl plays video games. Very negative, I'm sorry. I'll bring this back around. Play as the female playable character because it's fun and you should try it if you don't usually do it. Step outside of your comfort zone and into the one female playable character available in the online multiplayer game. <laughs> wow, you brought that you brought that background to the tell Depressing. the stats. But on a on a happy note, you know, it's been lovely to chat with you girls. This has been a very fun week. I love discussing all things video games, but especially if they're female oriented. I think it's always nice to change the conversation and talk about some things that maybe don't get too discussed in the video game industry. And exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself, my gals. These are some, fan some fantabulous points, if I do say so myself. It is a, it's a difficult, difficult slog, being a woman. But hey, you've got to acknowledge <laughs> the fact that there are some fantastic things about being a woman too. Like, and we all have to acknowledge our privilege of being delightful women in this delightful world. So celebrate your femininity and celebrate those around you and, and call out the bad stuff, guys. That's the biggest yeah. one I can tell you. Call out the bad stuff. You know, if somebody says something that's just not not really hitting the, the, the notes that you think we should be hitting as a society, just ask them, like, hey, what's funny about that? Can you explain yeah. that? Like, could, could you just, could you just explain? I'm just oh, I'm not getting it. That's a great way to just... Take away some tension. With games, um, you know, there's a lot of, like, in all in all seriousness, not being as sort of strange as I am usually in the closing notes of the show. But um, with, with games, there are a lot of games that do not treat female characters or women in general in a wonderful way. And there are lots of games that I love and game series that I love that do that as well. And it's definitely, like, while we can obviously enjoy things and acknowledge their faults, there are many, many faults. If something is really bad, vote with your wallet. Don't buy it if it really bothers you. Don't feel like just because it doesn't bother your male friends or your otherwise identifying friends like that you should put up with it or you'll like learn to like it or you'll get on board with it. Just don't, just don't buy it. Just don't do it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be, do it to be a real gamer in inverted commas, real gamer. Oh God, <laughs> um, a real gamer vibe. You can be a real gamer in your cat here and Gad, yeah. cat ear headphones or you can be a real gamer in your big beautiful gaming chair i don't care how you do it if you enjoy a game you're welcome here if you don't enjoy games you're also welcome here but like i'm kind of conf confused why you you, you, like, you know this is a video game show i don't know anyway board games as well that's a vibe too we, we, we encourage our board game community you know playing chess and such Good vibes, good vibes. Player One, we encourage all the gaming. And if you want to hear more about our awesome gaming vibes, you know, check out our socials. If you go to at PlayerOneSin on Twitter, Instagram, you'll see us. We upload cool content, anything from interviews to just, you know, nice news. We love that too. And if you're into the podcast world, if you head to Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify on Player One, We've got all of our radio shows uploaded there as well as cool interviews. But for now, it's been a pleasure talking to you gals and can't wait to see what the world's got in store for women in gaming. Thank you guys. We'll see you later. Bye.